Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doing well, thank you. How about yourself? Recorded live. And good evening to everyone. Evening. I have to admit that was a lot more to getting on this call than it needed to be, but that happens. Okay, we have enough people on the call. Mike, did you want to run through roll, please? Hang on, we're not Mike's here yet. Yeah, I, okay. I just I'm, oh, hi, Mike. Just give me one second here while I get my computer going. Not a another second. Maybe another. I have come to understand after uh, listening to these calls after the fact that. I speak way too fast, way too fast. I'll do my best to be more intelligible. Well, the uh, the bigger problem is the speakerphone. It's better <laughs> if you have that off. That's surprising. I mean, it's all day for work and don't have anybody say anything. Kind of surprised. Uh, just be one more second here. No worries. No one's looking to bite your head off. Good. For those of you uh, looking on the I currently have um, the, uh, what's the word I want to use? The agenda up, if anybody has any questions about that. Okay, I can do um, a roll call if you want. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Herman? Here. Um, Allison Bowder? Caitlin? Here.
Bill? Yeah, I'm here. Cole? I'm here. Michael Warringer? Aaron? April? Here. Aaron? Um, Dick? And Mark? Mark. I don't hear my name called. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Um, Anna? Here. Naomi? Uh, Greg? Here. Did I miss anyone? Don't believe so. Uh, David Jacobs. Oh, that's right. David? No, he's still probably on. He's still probably on vacation. Okay. Okay. Let's get this ball rolling. Uh, we're considered called to order at uh, eight oh five. President. Um. Did anybody have any questions on the minutes? Anything strike them as uh, anything like that? Okay, hearing nothing, we'll move on. Any questions on the agenda for tonight? I think thing we may add is a uh, small point about itching and uh, the secretary position. Other than that, any questions? Hearing none, we'll move on. Uh, the report, even I was late this time, so I can't really get into anybody's face. But uh, again, if we can get these uh, in on time, that'd be very helpful. Anybody who doesn't know how can be afterward. Uh, any questions on any of these before we continue? Okay, hearing none, we'll move on. Um, we have one special order today. And we'll put above everything else. We have a funding request that Jim had sent out. Um, did everybody have a chance to read that or no? Yes. Yep. Okay. No one's saying no. I'll make it easier. Um, Jim, do you kind of want to just uh, give an overview quick? Yeah, sure. I'll run through it. Um, <clears throat> so our request is for $800. For, to cover the flight expenses um, for Amelia Sutliff and Samantha Mars, two of our arts writers, uh, to attend South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, which is a uh, music and film festival down there. Um, I know that uh, kind of via an email exchange in the past uh, day or two, uh, there's been a lot of like concerns about this relating to UW-Madison, um, which I definitely understand. And I started talking with Amelia, who's also our arts editor, to kind of come up with a better, um, sort of a better uh, holistic kind of overview of like what they're planning on covering. And she told me that they are trying to, the whole goal of, of their coverage is to relate it to the Madison arts community itself. Um, 
she described South by Southwest as a venue for a lot of up-and-coming artists. Um, specifically uh, with Madison, there was a pop artist named Alex G who performed at our union last year. Uh, got quite a few people to attend that show. He has now moved on to performing at South by Southwest and kind of having uh, more of a name out there uh, at a bigger venue. Um, but essentially, you know, they are conscious of the need to relate to the Madison arts community. And I think that's definitely um, one of their stated goals as they enter into this um, enter into this event and sort of plan their coverage and into a good strategy to cover South by Southwest. Jim, this is Greg Grays. Uh, I'm a little surprised that um, the main focus or interest uh, of this trip is uh, covering uh, one uh, musical artist because uh, I think my impression of South by Southwest is that um, it's uh, more important for uh, tech and uh, staying uh, up on the latest uh, developments in technology, especially social media, and uh, looking for you know the latest innovations and and the uh, new disruptive companies or ventures, and uh, I'm surprised that that's not an interest of these. Uh, writers who want to go down there? Um, well, I, I understand that there is a uh, technological portion um, of South by Southwest, um, mm -hmm. but a lot of that does not really fall into the purview of our arts desk, which is why I mentioned the uh, music and film, because that's something that we cover on a regular basis uh, at our arts desk. Uh, that being said, with the one example of that pop artist who came to our union, uh, that was just an example. It's not that we are going down there specifically just to cover one artist. Uh, that was uh, that was just an example of how there is an UW Madison connection um, in the fact that this man, this guy performed at our union uh, is now performing at a bigger gig. Um, basically, I mean, a lot of these artists that that do perform here, uh, at least on the music side of this of this event, uh, a lot of them are you know, just starting to come out, but they are a lot of big names sort of in the underground and up-and-coming scene of music, uh, which Madison has such a vibrant art scene around this campus, and that's why we kind of felt it uh, could be a really good point of coverage for us to sort of introduce uh, our arts readers to a lot of these performers and sort of give them, um, give them more of an inside look at, you know, a some of these artists who have otherwise may only be, uh, they only, may only be seeing them uh, the Orpheum or the Majestic around town here. Uh, but now this time they're kind of, these artists are starting to get uh, more foot in the door in the industry and kind of move on from there. Uh, here, this, is, this isn't like an, a new thing for us to, I don't, I don't know about requests in the past, but this isn't a new thing for us to cover. Uh, two years ago, um, our art center at the time attended uh, South by Southwest, and three years ago, we also had a person at South by Southwest. Uh, so I'm not sure what happened last year, 
Um, I don't know if it was a financial situation of being unable to uh, get down to Austin. Um, and like I said, I don't know for those uh, for those times two and three years ago where you know we did get somebody down there. I don't know if that was DCAA funded. I'm not you know speaking to that, but it isn't a brand new thing that we're suddenly uh, suddenly have a desire to cover. Hey Tony, this is this is Bill Swizzlow. Could you could you elaborate a little bit on on the note you sent? Um, because what I'm confused about here is is what I read in your note was you know and this the, what the discussion that just happened would be a reflection of it is you know the DCAA really shouldn't be like deciding what's worthy or not worthy of cardinals to cover um, and we really don't want to be in that position but if we're making ad hoc giving routinely making ad hoc funding of reporting trips then that does put us in the position and it's understandable that people mm -hmm. will have an opinion. I mean, I'm not real high on covering South by Southwest because it's become this, you know, huge commercial event. And, you know, I know lots of people want to go, and I've sent people there, and I was never very happy about the value I got. But that doesn't really – it doesn't seem to me that should matter, what I think or what, what alums think about it. But, but that's what I don't understand here. I mean, we're being asked to make a decision – where it sounds like your note was indicating we really shouldn't be. Well, that's a good point. What um, We've had these discussions in the past, and what it came down to was I would be remiss in not at least allowing this to come forward, but the conversations in the past have kind of been like, okay, look, outside of something that has a huge educational opportunity, i.e. like the DNC or RSC, which come by once every four years, um, or something where uh, it would not be routine, um, i.e. not, like, you know, if they wanted to go to, you have the, we've had requests for like a game out of town, and we pretty much said no, because that's not, the Cardinal should budget is all that, but if it's something that's particularly uh, of high value or uh, to the particularly high value to their education. We, we try to frame it in the education stance. I'm like, hmm, yeah, why not? Um, this specific thing we've never funded before. For the reason I was like, I didn't have any sort of filter go on before this and say, you know, let's just have an, uh, another, normally we would have another group take us on first and a smaller group and discover we go to the full board. But in this case, I was like, well, maybe we're discussing to see if some difference in that viewpoint because the board has had some changeover and so on. So I didn't want this to be a automatic, hardcore refusal to use uh, operation. Excuse me. Because if that, I, I didn't want to just automatically shut the conversation down because maybe the newer board members feel differently about it. That it'd be something that you didn't get to decide. Tony, this is Mike. Um, uh, the, uh, the it set aside a certain amount of money uh, at the start of the of the second semester. Um, we reserved some money to make sure that this uh, transformation from the going from less to less print and then to more online and a new web page. We wanted to make sure that 
we had enough money stored up so that in case that didn't work out according to plan that that we would have a safety net there to keep the cardinal um, solvent and and so that I you know I so I think that was a good decision and so I I'm not sure um, you know while I think personally I think South by Southwest is interesting and if you have someone that some, you know a band or or people who are going from Madison and and they're worth covering and there's an angle there, then, then that's certainly worth it. Um, on the other hand, the $800 would, I guess, pretty much drain everything that we might have saved up just for a cushion, uh, you know, just like a safety net type. And so, um, you know, I, I guess, I guess it would come down to, you know, and I, Tony, I agree, it's a tough decision. And, and you're the, you're more of an expert on this than I am, but if if Jim had, you know, if we give Jim like, okay, you have fifteen hundred dollars this semester, spend it on whatever you want, uh, you know, then then we sort of keep out of the the decision making process and leave it up to Jim to spend, you know, that fifteen hundred dollars any way that that the staff thinks is best for it. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe Cole can answer that question too. You know, how much, how much did we set aside for various expenses for the cardinal? And, with and we, and Mike, on that note, this is Cole. We did set aside 500 for last semester, which was not spent, and a thousand for this semester. So that money is allocated in essence, and part of the email chain uh, back and forth with Jim regarded the idea of would this be, I'm sorry, would the DNC or the RNC be taken out of spring or fall? And that's still more or less a, a matter of the student's budget allocation for what they're planning for specific things over the course of time. So to me, that still falls in the lap of, of Jim and the Cardinal leadership in terms of deciding what their plan is for what they'd like to do from a conference standpoint, what they'd like to ask for in future funding requests and the, the likes. Let me, let me roll this back because I want to keep this on time schedule here. Um, I first want to ask, Bill, did I answer your question or did I need an additional detail that I may have missed? No, I think you answered it. Um, and, and I guess it's partly, I mean, my, my opinion on this is, is, is that, um, we should not be, I mean, and, and we should not be routinely making decisions about about how they spend, how the cardinal staff spends any travel money that we might make available, um, and, and we really only should do one-off things for really important, special uh, exercises. And which, I, you know, personally, I, it's hard for me to see that South by Southwest is one of those. But if there's money, I don't object to them. Anyone, I don't object to the cardinal using it for that, but it just feels like that should not be the kind of thing that we're getting as a one-off request. It just doesn't seem it's valuable enough. And then it injects our opinion in their coverage, which I think is what we want to avoid. No, I agree. I think usually we wanted to stay in the education. We prefer to get it at the beginning of a year so we can, like if we got this discussion back September or August or July and said, they laid everything out and we said, okay, here's how much it is, here's how much we have, boom, it's allotted, 
you can spend the money freely when because in that it is still the idea is still grant based but not more block grant rather than piecemeal grant I agree with that um, that said you know let's uh, deal with the request we have in front of us I will ask Jim concisely $800 covers what uh, that was a slight cost that's okay so it's just airfare for two yeah. okay you have there's been no subsequent request to pick up meals or lodging or anything of that nature uh, no uh, that is just to uh, to put some of the costs of uh, their flight for flight travel okay that said do uh, I have a motion to uh, at least vote on this to accept um, Jim's request You can move, Jim. This is Mike Julie. I'll move to accept. Okay. Do I hear a second? Hearing none, motion fails. Sorry. We'll have to move on then. Okay. Herman, are you on the uh, call? I am. Did you want to get us up to date on what's going on uh, from the Cardinal Board? Sure. So, um, so the state of the Cardinal, um, you know, I see it as good and getting better, though we're not quite out of the woods yet. Um, we just won eight awards at the WNA Student Newspaper Contest, Wisconsin Newspaper Association. I'll let Jim provide the uh, details uh, in a minute. Um, the other uh, positive is the website, which uh, for February had um, 2,448 unique page views. Uh, we'll see how that, that's, that's our start. We have really nothing to compare it to because we don't have accurate data from when we were on um, Madison.com. So this is, this is the, uh, the starting point. We'll see how, uh, how March goes. Sorry, Herman, uh, how many page views? Uh, 2,448. I mean, that, that, that doesn't seem right. I mean, just for what we can have an offline discussion, but that's, that, that seems incredibly low, like for any public website. So Jim, you have any, uh, these are unique page views. There's no such, well, or you mean unique visitors? That's a different. No, it's titled, uh, Google report has it as unique page views versus page views. That's, I don't even. I, you know, there's something off about that. If it's unique, if it's truly unique page views, that just means there were that many different pages viewed. But the, what you want to know is how many total pages were viewed. So there, there's something. I mean, that point is that's not a meaningful metric. Uh, yeah, a, a 2,000, a metric of 2,000 page views is what we're sort of averaging per day, um, and those are unique page views. And honestly, it's. it's more than 2,000. It's more so on the side of about 2,500 to 2,000. Yes, thank um, you for uh, for correcting me. Yeah, that's, yeah, those are per day, not. Uh, so you're talking about you're talking about roughly you know, 15,000 a week. Page views. They're, they're, uh, I, I won't belabor it, but that doesn't sound right. I mean, that's that's not a metric I've ever seen in Google Analytics. Unique page views. I've I've never heard any website use that. So. 
I, I, I don't know what, I mean, that just doesn't sound right. That's very, very low. Cool. All right, we'll try to come up with some more meaningful data and uh I mean, for what it's that. worth, it, it's session, the, the Google Analytics metrics you guys should be looking at are total page views, not unique page views, total page views, and then sessions, and then potentially unique visitors. I mean, those are the, the standard metrics that most almost all websites use. I've never I've never heard of anyone using something called unique page views. So that's there's something off. Like I say, it seems like that's off. All right. So we'll move on. Hey, uh, financially, so FYI, there's there's something I can talk with you about offline. Yeah, and and um, uh, Jim, uh, you know, perhaps can uh, can share the data. I must have. Uh, I must have misconstrued something when I was uh, looking at it, so I apologize for that. So uh, financial success is uh, hanging in there uh, in round numbers, and I'll let Andrew provide additional details, but in round numbers, we're about $20,000 net ahead of last year through February. And the staff is doing a reasonably wonderful job uh, of keeping receivables to less than what they were of less than half of what they were last year, so they're really on the receivables. Uh, the month of February, uh, our loss was $1,000 less than last year, so we lost about $1,800 instead of $2,800, which is meaningful. And um, the the bottom line for the uh, the digital strategy seem, and the reduced publishing reduced publishing cycle, it appears that we're we continue to keep about 90% of the revenue, at, but only have 40% of the costs. So as we're looking to the future, uh, we need to enhance our online offerings with uh, search engine optimization. And we uh, will be looking at a couple of uh, vendors to do that. Uh, we have a, several options for a mobile strategy. Uh, we have not spent much time on the email strategy, but we need to do that. Um, from the uh, WNA um, convention that I was at, it's really become clear that we need more efficient digital and print bundling. And in fact, the dominant model right now for selling advertising is, is pretty much to, to force advertisers to buy both. You, you know, a lot of places you cannot buy print alone or digital alone, you have to buy them together. We have uh, the summer advertising internship applications will go out uh, next week. The student leadership elections will be uh, April 1st, and then uh, shortly thereafter we'll be begin planning for, for autumn and uh, you know going through all the decisions about whether we want to go back to four days a week or stay at two days a week or you know what we want to do but that all that will happen in uh, in April um, so, so, question for you um, uh, Herman this is Tony um, are the uh, EIC and ME elections still being voted election they are voted elections no no meaning the runner-up gets the ME job? Is it a paired election or are they run distinct elections? I do not know. It's a staff, uh, you know, it's a staff issue. Well, it, it depends if the bylaws have changed, but it, it, 
that's one thing to look at because I know in Prears it's come across like it didn't. Uh, I don't want to put it quickly. That well, they vote they vote for them separately. How they how they want to construe their votes, um, you know, is really it's really their uh, their issue, I believe. Well, I would just ask to, to at least have that um, that question because it's a case of you may have somebody who would want not the other or one is good at one and not the other. And if they're running, if there's an election held where the EIC runs and that the person who doesn't get it fails and then chooses to run for an ME, that's one thing. Just getting it, that may not be what they wanted. The question just needs to be asked, I guess. They should vote for them separately. They should vote for them individually. They should have a vote for uh, editor, and they should have a vote for managing editor. Okay. Um, any other questions? Any questions for Herman besides what I just? Well, I got to just just to finish. Um, the challenges we have away uh, have ahead of us is that uh, the hometown news group is stepping away from game days, so we're looking for alternative partners or alternative ways of uh, working with um, the uh, hometown uh, news group. Uh, that was a $10,000 net benefit to us, so losing that would, would hurt. Um, and we want to make sure that we continue advertising grow, growth and the board has been uh, pretty active in providing coaching for the the new uh, co-ad managers. So that that seems to have some promise there. Um, and we, you know, we still have the uh, you know the challenge of non-students moving into the newly built downtown condos and apartments. So what used to be a student-driven economy is now not a student-driven economy in a lot of uh, a lot of neighborhoods, and the Cap Time, State Journal, and Isthmus are all getting more aggressive on campus, and the athletic department and uh, student unions are also selling ads and and uh, you know becoming serious competitors. But so far we've been hanging in there. So that's. Um, that's my view as it stands now. Is there any assistance we can provide? Well, I think we'll know that after we after we uh, have the student elections. We have uh, spring break is um, the what the twenty third. I forget it's 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 March, but we uh, we had to change the board meeting from the fourth Tuesday of the month because that's the week that the spring break is. So right after spring spring break, the new uh, leadership elections will take place. Uh, planning will come from that, and then we'll be able to, uh, you know, get an idea for where we uh, we need some support. But I one of the things, just to look ahead, uh, I think it would be extremely helpful to have our uh, Daily Cardinal University uh, provide some strong offerings for the ad staff come autumn. Agreed. Is the gentleman you added to your board, who's um, former business manager of the Cardinal, is he somebody we can coordinate with? Uh, Alex Custers. Not Custers. The Jim Thackeray. Yes. 
somebody we can coordinate with. Well, yeah. I, how do you mean coordinate? Meaning just like if we say, look, we think we can get this people locally, would he be about in terms of, you know, uh, uh, either attending or working with Mike on that? Oh, yeah, that would be fine. Okay, that's all. So, I mean, I, I think we know quite a few advertising people in Madison. We just have, I mean, we did the email appeal and some more straight up phone calls and things like that. Yeah, one of the uh, yeah. one of the other interesting things for the first time, the um, the Wisconsin Newspaper Association founded the Wisconsin Collegiate Media Association. So there were a lot of uh, a lot of college oriented uh, sessions at the at the convention, which were pretty interesting and and uh, and pretty helpful. And there was a session on advertising, and as it turns out, the number one challenge. Uh, for student newspapers just about everywhere is advertising staff churn. It's hard to keep people more than a year, a year and a half. And they provided some uh, some strategies, uh, you know, to deal with that. And one of which is, you know, the uh, which plays right into DCU nicely is education that they can't get anywhere else and the opportunity to build some mm-hmm. professional relationships. So those are two things that I think we can uh, accomplish in part through uh, through the, the Daily Cardinal University for the ad staff. Well, Herman, like, um, yeah, I, I'd be interested in helping out on that and setting up some training for the fall. I would need some contacts, so maybe between you, Herman, and, and Tony, if you could give me and email me a list of names and phone numbers and who they are, I'd be happy to track them down and start setting some stuff up for the fall. Yeah, and I, 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 um, I guess to, to Tony's suggestion, our uh, relatively new board member, Jim Thackray, uh, who works for an ad agency in, in town here, would be a, a great contact to provide some of those names. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll team up. That sounds good. I mean, because I'm thinking of the – Kennedy's both Katie and one was a board member, one was a business manager, things like that. There's a couple of things that are there. Okay. Uh, any other questions for Herman? Okay, hearing none. Andrew, are you still on the line? I am. Uh, your update. All right. So uh, as Herman mentioned, um, we're doing pretty well financially right now. Um, just a little update on our cash base. Um, currently, we have 28000 in our bank account. That's $28,000, um, which is about where it was uh, when I last reported to you end of January. Um, Herman was also correct about our loss for the month. It was about $1,800, but as he also mentioned, that's $1,000 better than last February. And as we are right now in terms of revenue, we're still pulling that 90% number. As I said before, it's uh, approximately 94% um, for this month. And should we continue that trajectory, I'd predict about mm, 18000 or so in additional revenue. Were we to get that, that would put us just over, uh, just over the line in the black, about $800. So, i.e., uh, that would be a profit for the semester itself of about 800 And then for the academic year itself, that would be approximately 24000 assuming we continue on the current trajectory, which I believe we can. Um, 
basically, based on that, uh, I don't believe we would need any financial assistance uh, this semester or in the future. Um, as I mentioned, we currently have 20000 in the account. Or, sorry, 28000 in the account. And we only have 16000 expenses remaining for the semester. So uh, that's a pretty good cash base to be working off of. Agreed. Um, one question I did have is, is there any discussion of the product such that you have other advertising venues? Uh, example being, um, the Cardinals tried podcasts on and off for a while, but now there's actual advertising behind it. Uh, is that being looked at? Um, advertising on podcasts? Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had enough traction. I mean, Jim could speak more to this. Um, but as far as I know, I don't think we get enough traffic on our podcasts for that to necessarily be effective. Um, something we are looking into, especially the marketing team, is looking into boosting our social media. And that itself would help in terms of ad revenues. Um, specifically, the more, uh, the more followers we get on things like Twitter, uh, that helps with being able to sell Twitter ads, which though they're small, um, they're a lot easier to sell than some other forms of online ads which we are picking up on selling, by the way. Uh, we're just running them for free currently because we don't necessarily have uh, completely accurate statistics yet on the site, um, which we're gaining those at present. Um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, I don't think podcasts would necessarily be effective, but we are definitely exploring different options. Okay, that's good. That's what I was wondering. Just, you know, again, you have additional um, venues. I mean, again, if you're trying to make money off of two venues, why not on four? Yeah. Um, that's fair enough. Have you seen, as marketing, I should say, seen an increase in your social so far? Uh, social media? Yeah. Yeah, we've had uh, quite a boost. I, can't, I don't have any official figures, um, but I know in the past few weeks uh, we've been pushing our staff to you know, ask people to like our page, share our page, etc. Um, this past month we also put a decent amount of money. Um, I some, it was one of our uh, alumni actually works for, I believe, was it? I think she works for Facebook. And, uh, yep, that's me. Oh, that's you. Awesome. Yeah, uh, your help has been extremely amazing to us, honestly. Um, all right, I think, I believe it's our social media director you've been working with. Yeah, I was going to comment on that. So I, um, we just finished uh, the Reader's Choice Award campaign, so I'm going to send over. Um, like all the stats on that particular one. And then also we did a clicks to website campaign and page post engagement campaign that got you guys a couple likes. And we drove, I think, around like almost 200 people to the website. So um, definitely some good metrics there. And I will share like the breakdown of age and gender and location um, based on the Facebook data that we have. Excellent. Thank you so much. Sure, no problem. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, on our social media front, uh, we have definitely been gaining this month. And our new marketing director, that's one of his main focuses, is raising our social media. So uh, he's very intent on that. Um, I would ask a uh, side question on that. Um, I know that social media has been seen as more, uh, to my, really correct my phrasing there, from my, from my outside, that social media has been seen more of as a news function. Mm -hmm. Is it now being seen as more of a marketing, which sounds more accurate? Yeah, um, the main function of especially Facebook itself 
is to drive people to our site. So that itself uh, fuels you know, statistics that we can give to advertisers for online revenue, to take it from that standpoint, and just uh, getting people to our site and you know, upping our page views, et cetera. Um, and we do that through Twitter. We do that through Facebook. Um, we have uh, what is uh, we have an Instagram account. Um, do we have? I'm trying to think if we have any others. But those are really the main three that are uh, driving people to our website and hence upping the readership that we get there. Um, and the more presence that we can have on Facebook, honestly, the better. Um, and that means boosting posts by uh, you know just chipping in a few bucks and getting them boosted to people in the area. Uh, that means you know running consistent features on our social media, which our social media team has been fantastic at that this semester. It's uh, they've they've really been on their game. Uh, they have you know articles being consistently shared every day, and uh, there's just there's always daily cards on my feed, and even not just because I like the page. They're there because they're being boosted, and it's really great. I think. I mean, to that point, I can share some stuff with you offline. My company. Whenever we do a major press release, they send out Twitter and Facebook uh, uh, example text for us to use for we can spread the word, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was there anything else you think we'd use help with or need additional discussion on? Um, I just add to Herman's point that we would greatly welcome any DCUs uh, from alumni who'd be interested in presenting to our ad team or our marketing team, too. That'd be great. Is, is remote acceptable? Um, I'd have to look into it, but I don't see why not. Okay, because I think you might get more play if, if people are, are for Google Hangouts or things like that. Yeah, as long as we have enough advance notice, there's a room just across from the business office, actually, that has a projector in it. And I think if we hook things up right, we could probably get, uh, like, Face, uh, what's it, uh, not FaceTime, um, Skype, there we go. We could probably get Skype up there, I'm sure. Okay. And this is Cole. I'm happy to throw myself out there, and I'd be happy to come visit with you guys in the fall to talk more about sales and advertising, if you'll have me. Awesome. Okay. And there's a GoDad as well. So we'll we'll, we'll take this part offline, and, and um, anyone has any additional thoughts on that to full mic. Okay. It's kind of, I've been asked to kind of keep these meetings a little more snappy, so I'm trying to see if we move this along. Jim, is there anything to add that's, that hasn't been said so far or anything else you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, I, I just want to go back to the funding request um, for Southwest Southwest. I understand that it's denied, um, and I understand that, you know, that is the uh, decision of the DCAA uh, to deny those funds. Um, but just as a general comment, uh, throughout this entire year, uh, for funding requests, I feel like there has been an immense amount of miscommunication uh, on both sides. But I think one thing that you brought up in your email was that this process, uh, you've never gotten this sort of budget at the beginning of the year uh, sent out to you guys. And I mean, to me, if that has occurred for my tenure, for Jack and Jonah's tenure, uh, Abby and Mara, however far it extends back, I think that that is an issue that that, that expectation uh, for those, for that outline, for that funded plan, that needs to be made more clear. Um, just this whole system, I feel, for funding requests really needs to change. And I understand that, I mean, I only have two months left, so it's not going to change for me. But for future management teams, this needs to be made a lot clearer 
so that we aren't running into these situations where, you know, last second during the call that I'm explaining what South by Southwest is uh, to board members who are subsequently going to vote on that. Um, if that dollar amount of money is made a lot clearer, that can help us budget uh, for things. That can help us sort of get together a plan for the semester. Um, but I mean, ultimately, another thing I want to bring up is that we've gotten a lot of criticism for for requesting sports events. Uh, naturally, you know, bowl games and NCAA tournaments. Uh, this has been a pretty fruitful last several years in Wisconsin sports, and I'm. I appreciate that in the past you guys have made an effort uh, to financially contribute uh, for those games, but at the same time, uh, when we receive that criticism for sports and then we make an arts request and it's shot down as not being educational enough, then I see a huge issue with that um, because then to me that seems like that money is sort of being pigeonholed uh, to you know, where, where your desires are for our editorial coverage, and I think that's uh, misinterpretation of the board's role uh, versus our editorial side. I mean, we always bill ourselves as a teaching institution, and this was would have been an immense opportunity um, for our writers to go, and I don't know if they'll still be able to financially make it work. Um, I hope they can, uh, because I hope that they have this opportunity. And I understand, like, you know, we have, you guys have put a lot of money into scholarship programs and endowments, which I think is wonderful. But when those are coming at, you know, foregoing uh, travel opportunities to cover events that we normally would not be able to get a chance to, uh, that we normally, you know, our art centers, uh, she said that this has been a great opportunity to go and cover an event that's going to be, you know, surrounded by pitchfork media, uh, complex, complex sound, uh, places like that. And I think when we are making that money, uh, solely for the purpose of scholarships, and I understand that that is not my role and my decision making, but I highly recommend that we put more money towards travel because uh, when we're foregoing um, travel events, event coverage at the expense of scholarships, then I feel like that's a huge loss. Let, let me ask um, one question of Andrew. Um, Andrew, do you have how much in cash again? We have 28000 present. That's my question. I don't disagree with what you're saying, Jim, but again, from the point, we hear you have plenty of money, you're reasonably profitable, and this is something for which you did not exactly have a coverage plan way to explain how to make it local or any way to say this is something that you, you don't buy yourself, why you needed us to do it now. I don't disagree with the fact that it would be very good if we made sure we had all of our ducks in a row in terms of saying for your successor that we wanted to hear in May, April, May of this year what you want to go to and what you'd like to see. Because again, to your point, you know, uh, South by Southwest does not happen in a vacuum. Everybody knows it's going to happen every year. Neither does any of the major sporting events. These are not things that come up the last minute. And I think we're more than likely to say, yes, we will, you know, look to if it's part of a plan of what you wish to do, which is what we brought up in April. We said, tell us what you want to do, the money for it. 
But if it comes back towards the end, one of these bad guys at the last minute, but we're kind of going, we want to hold on to our cash for educational first, and we will always say educational first. And as I brought up in my point, said you skipped over NBAM, you skipped over ACP, you skipped over you know, the SPJ stuff, and the only thing you come to us for is travel, which is, to our understanding, an operational expense. We will always look to say, did you know, if you'd come to us and said, you know, if you had done all of those things and said, look, we have a coverage plan, we're going to, you know, we're going to tweet throughout the entire thing between three or fours, we this many photographs up and put them in this Instagram setup or whatever, where we looked at it and said, oh, okay, you know, this is something you really want to do, and here you're really going to cover it. And then to your point, we hear the amount, and it wasn't specified for what. As a total picture, it doesn't look like something that, even in a simple business, they would say, yes, that makes sense. I don't disagree that we can definitely do better in the beer, and I think we'll definitely take that to heart because, it's not to your point, it's not that we've heard this, and I think we we felt we've been pretty clear about how what needs to, to get the money. Um, but if we need to reinforce that in every meeting, if we need to reinforce that in multiple eight a year, we will do that. So I don't think that's I don't think that point should fall on deaf ears. Yeah, um, I mean that. Then in that case, that expectation needs to be conveyed, which it was not for me. I don't know if it was for Jack, for Abby, for Scott, whoever. But that expectation was not conveyed. And now we're at this step in the process. I also, regarding the coverage plan, I'm not sure if Mike brought it up or somebody else brought it up, but, I mean, when you, if you're requesting that we give you an editorial plan of exactly, like, how many stories we're going to have, exactly how many photos we're going to have, then that, to me, is infringing on the editorial independence of the paper. That's where whoever brought it up earlier with the money, uh, sort of ECAA sort of directing where that money is going to, then I, I see this exact thing. This is the exact same thing of editorial, uh, I don't know if interference is the best word, but it's where you're getting involved in the editorial coverage of the paper, and I think that's a huge misuse of the board's purpose. Now, that, that, that argument I can understand, but put it. We come asking for money no matter who you ask. That person has some view in it. Even when you went to EVU, you had to explain what you were using it for. If you just said, give me five grand, they wouldn't have done it. Same thing applies. Okay. But yeah. That, that, that Jim. Jim, it's Cole. I just wanted to bring up, I, I think it's not so much the infringement upon your editorial integrity or independence. It's a simple act, explanation to give us a background on what you're actually seeking to accomplish so we can make the most informed decision that we can with our finances because so much of it is set aside specifically to help you. And in my couple of emails to you now, I've, I've asked for those details and haven't necessarily had them sent back or returned as I had requested, which I understand, and the, the funding request came in late, and I know this thing 
probably just came up on your end, but I sent the same email a few days ago that I did, I think, about four or six months ago. And we did bring that up in the meeting with y'all in April, too, saying basically lay out for us a plan of what you'd like from us in terms of a budget, what you'd like to do from an educational and an operational standpoint in using the DCAA, and we never got any semblance of a plan. So I, I hear what you're saying, and, and part of this is my fault for not having a more formal budget nor prepping you or giving you information tactfully well enough in advance of your term or your tenure with the Cardinal, but we have communicated several times that we'd like a plan or some, some idea of what you're trying to budget for when it comes to using the money that we'd like to allocate for y'all. Yeah, um, I definitely agree that there's been miscommunication on our end as well. Um, But even, I mean, even just the idea of a plan, I mean, that's super vague. And it's very hard for, if you request a plan for us, um, to to explain exactly how many stories or how many photos or the media package we're going to do with this. I mean, that's not... Me, that doesn't fall under the purview of a plan. Jim, you're taking it the wrong way. We're not saying give it. We're not saying you owe us that. The fact that when you for money, you should have some. You should be able to tell them what it's going toward, because when it comes down to a board is accountable to its donors, and if we turned around and give us money, five years going out and. We said to you, we have never went or why. We have no story to tell you. You will never give us money again. And that's exactly the problem we're trying to avoid. Every time a decision is made, you have the right to, you have the right to make any decision you want. We will never stop you from making the decision. Will we back it? Not necessarily. Because somebody will ask us, you've seen these, you've seen these things happen. We see them unfold. And we have to, you know, form a break and say, no, this is their decision to make. And here's what it, and here's what we knew, and here's how we know how to unfold it. If we don't have that, we're in a bad position to try to make a decision. You, you, create, you don't owe us the coverage to have us approve the coverage. You have us to, to show us that you've thought about it, and this is something that you are going to make an effort on not that we have to prove the details, but just, oh, I get what you're trying to do here. This makes sense. And again, if you, it's behind, between providing nothing and providing something. If any time you, in your future career, if you ever are asked money for something or why you want a piece of equipment, you will almost always have to give them a business case. Here, you need it because if I have this, I get this. You know, if you go to South by Southwest, you get the uh, result in coverage or you get these students get this type of education or anything like that. That's not what we got. It's kind of a case of looking at it on the surface where, like, you're, it sounds like you're going to go. Okay. That's fine, and if that's the only justification will be given, we will vote on that because we will have to think about that from the case to say, if you gave them money for this and that was the reason they gave you, you're in trouble. Then our money shuts down, which is what we want to avoid. Let's wrap this up. Um, we're at uh, one hour. I want to try to keep this under an hour and a half. 
there's any discuss offline, we can take it offline. Is that fair? I yeah, no, I've I've said my piece. I don't really want to belabor this any longer. Okay. I just wanted to lay out lay my frustrations out on the table and stress that, you know, whatever um whatever you guys need from us in the future for these types of funding requests, that the incoming management team has a much better idea of this type of stuff than Emily and I did when we came into this position. Uh, let me put an action item on this one. Uh, Herman, if you and Cole and myself or Mike can do a sit down probably in the next two weeks, just briefly outline something. Yes, that's fine. Or does it make more sense, Tony, to wait till after elections on April 1st? No, no. Not, not, no, we have to figure out what we need to give them first. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. Offline. Yeah, gotcha. Thank okay. you. For me. Okay. Works for me. Hmm? Thank you. Okay. Um, Naomi's not on, but I will say for director, we I've already sent out the notices to people whose terms have uh, are expiring, and a number have already gotten back saying they're going to be they're going to continue on, which is good. Um, we will we will be getting to the people who have off boarded. Normally, we do send them a certificate of thanks and things like that. Doing that for a while, so I'll get that fixed. Um, if anybody would like to help with that, it'd be appreciated, but not me. Uh, moving on to um, our, uh, our newsletter, uh, Caitlin, I want to at least cover all the two things I put on there and saying what it is. Um, we do need to say that we're going to start the 2016 annual appeal, and then our, even if we don't have the letters done, I think. Okay. Okay. Okay and probably provide a list of all the scholarships and all the ways to donate. We'll, we'll lead with the PEC scholarship based on what you gave me just the other day. Okay, great. Um, who's going to be compiling that information? Is that, are you, do you want to send that over to me and I can write something up, or is someone else going to be writing up that blurb on the scholarship? The scholarship? And the annual appeal. Probably between me and Mike, if that's okay. Hello. I mean, Mike Julie's on mute again. Yeah. No, I'm, okay. I'm here. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you guys are. I'm losing. Um, losing. I'm not sure if, if you are you hearing me. Yeah, I'm hearing you. What I'm saying is that um, you and I, like, briefly this week, sent a couple emails back and forth to straighten out what needs to go in for the confirmation. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I think that we're 99 percent of the way there toward finishing up that PEC thing. The thing, I agree. The thing with the PEC scholarship is, um, you know, the amount is still sort of in flux, and I'm, I'm not sure we know how much money we're going to be able to offer as a scholarship, you know, depending on the amount of money. I, I know there's at least ten grand in there, but there were there were other people donating, and it could reach, you know, more than ten, maybe a little less than fifteen grand. I'll tell you a trick. The, min the minute a scholarship hits ten thousand five hundred, it automatically raises five hundred a year. Okay. The PEC scholarships. The PEC scholarships at ten three. Okay, so we're close to ten five. That's good. Yeah, and basically every named scholarship is matched by the WA. At least was. I'll double check that. So either you're looking at a five hundred and five hundred in, per in perpetuity and down your choice, but I think you play with a five hundred in perpetuity to start. Yeah, I think that. I think my only question, I had a few questions. One is, yeah, how much money is it going to be 
and will it last in perpetuity? And then, uh, you know, who picks, uh, how, how do the students apply, you know, who, who do they apply to, and who picks the winner? <laughs> you know, when, when all of that gets I think we'll, do a, we'll, we'll roll that into the current system and tighten that up. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Why don't we, Tony, why don't you and I talk offline um, mm -hmm. tomorrow or, or early next week and we can figure that out. Sounds good. Um, is there anything else with the newsletter, Caitlin, that you needed? Uh, no, just that um, I'll be following up with the individuals who owe me content separately. So just expect to get an email from me. Fine. How is the email updating going? Uh, it is paused, and that's because of me. Um, I got hit with a lot of deadlines with school, and with Mike uh, being otherwise occupied right now, um, it kind of fell to the bottom of the priority list. But I'm hoping to get a good chunk or a good start on that over spring break, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Okay. Do you do you need any help? Um, I mean, if there's anyone who could offer help, that would be great. Um, for those wondering, basically, we're saying that the when the WAA gave us an update of all the email addresses for the um, they gave us, a, I think, probably the equivalent of another 1,500. Um, and we have a lot of names and things that still need to be updated. So it's like, and plus respecting the people who have already said, don't email us. So it's like carried together. It's going to be a little tricky. Um, it's something I do want to help with, but I wouldn't have a long time right now. I'm a, I'm a little backed up. Maybe we'll tell Caitlin offline. I'm not going to put anybody on the on the uh, on the burner right now. No? Yeah, I would just say if anyone can volunteer, you know, an hour, half an hour or so, um, shoot me an email, and we can coordinate offline. Sounds good. Caitlin, this um, anything else for Caitlin? Oh, sorry, Caitlin. This is Mike Julie. I owe you a, a alumni profile, and I'll get that to you next week. Great. Um, thank you, Mike. Okay. Um, Anna, do you mind talk, talking what you and Naomi spoke about offline for regretting? It sounds like things are straightening out and I'm seeing more posts, but... Um, yeah, I haven't actually synced with Naomi since we talked, so I don't really have an update there. Okay. Unfortunately. But um, I can message her and find out and then like update the the event or the... Um, communications report on the wiki. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, and the website, I got, I'm going to go talk to a few people, uh, maybe even your, maybe even Bill at this point, just to, just to see what's a, what's a quick way to get this un, you know, figured out. Um, nothing to discuss online, but um, talk to you in the next couple of weeks, Bill, if that's okay. Uh, Mr. Julie, is there anything uh, additional or anything in the? I know the big question is we're we're still we're gonna try out our first Skype-based training this week, right, uh, Emma? Yes, Emma and Emma is working with Jim and Emily to line it up for March 6th, I believe, and uh, they're they're working out the details, and I do believe that that would be our. Um, our first training session held via Skype, and or or uh, or through Google. I'm not sure exactly which format Jim and Emma are going to use, but but yeah, I'm, I'm excited over that to see how that works, and I will um, 
contact Jim and Emma after Sunday to see how it worked and how we can make it better for the next time. Um, okay. I, the potential for for these types of things, um, you know, with, with either Google or a Skype uh, format is is limitless. I mean, you know, on our usual training sessions, we have to, you know, get to Madison and, and hold the sessions in the Cardinal office. That sort of limits the, the people that I can tap on the shoulder to, to get there and do it. But if it's we can find a convenient way to do it online um, with online chats, um, that would be that would really be good. So I'm hoping that this first one will go well, and and even if it you know, even if there are some bugs in it, we'll 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 at least figure that out so that we can make it better the next time. Okay. Um, and again, uh, is there um, is there any method reason to actually evaluate the training at this point? Well, the, um, I do. I, I will meet with uh, as I do every year. I meet at the end of the semester with uh, the editor and the managing editor, and we go over the the list of trainers and who who did well, who didn't. You know what was missing. What could, what could we have done a better job on? And then I, I do meet with the new editor um, right after that, see what types of training sessions he or she wants for the first semester, you know, the fall semester. So, you know, we've had 11 training sessions so far this year. Emma's would be the 12th. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's a pretty decent number. Mm -hmm. if, Emma's, if Emma's comes through, that, that'll be... They're one more than what we've ever had, so so I think the numbers are there. Yeah, I think that this semester we sort of kept things open because of the web, the, the movement to the new website, and uh, you know Jim Nelson and I kept our schedules clear for a few Sundays there just in case the staff wanted any more web-based training. Um, and as a you know, we did have one session that we held at the start of the second semester and. Looks like um, you know the the website is off to a really good start. I'm I'm really happy with the way it looks and and the you know the, the Facebook. I, I've been monitoring the action on Facebook. It's Facebook is really really doing well in terms of compared with last semester, and uh, so I think the online part, uh, uh, you know, the sports staff in particular has really done a good job on the online stuff. And the arts uh, staff is also doing pretty well. So the, I think the training there pointed out some things that they could do, and and they're taking that uh, to heart. So that's I'm, I'm really happy about that. Um, and then I, I noticed we, we wanted to talk a little bit about mentoring. Uh, I did get an email from Allison Bowder um, from Boston, and she gave me the names of three students who wanted to be teamed up with a mentor, I I reached those three students, I reached out to them, I got an answer from one of them to set up a mentoring program, and uh, he and I will get together early next week to, to talk about it. So um, that's the update on the mentoring program. Okay. Any questions for Mike? Hearing none, we'll move on. Um, now, the event, and I'll let you start with that. Sure. Um, 
Okay, so we have formed a committee of 10 members, and we're sort of working on assigning the responsibilities based on interest. Um, Herman and I um, talked, so we've secured the concourse hotel for April 1st, and we're just waiting to sign the contract because we're, um, we have to figure out how many rooms we want to block, and I talked to Allison, and I guess at the 120th, we blocked off 50 rooms. So I kind of wanted to open up to see if we think there will be more people than the 120th for the 125th and if we should increase it to like 55 or 60 or does everyone feel comfortable with us blocking off 50 rooms? Is there anything that uh, Caitlin could do with the newsletter to kind of spur like a point to a survey or something? Oh, to, to figure out like how many people are planning on coming or... Yeah, gauge interest. I mean, we can do it, you know, every month if you want, and just to see what the hell comes back. It's just an idea. You don't have to do it. I'm just curious if you put that out there. I guess the challenge the challenge is as we, you know, we have we have the you know pretty much the prices for what the food is going to cost, what the room is going to cost. So we have leverage because we haven't signed the contract yet. And the leverage has to do with the room price. So the more rooms we have, the lower the room price goes. And then, um, you know, we want to be fairly confident that the that the rooms would go. And, you know, knowing, having that information enables us to, you know, negotiate a better price for, for the rooms and, you know, sign the contract and be done with it. And we also have to know, so there's, um, you know, there's Saturday night, of course, and the Friday night before the event, the Saturday night after the event, the Thursday before the event, I mean, are people going to come in Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Or are they going to stay Sunday night? I mean, it'd be helpful to have, you know, at least some ballpark. Or if we're going to, you know, just, uh, you know, do something arbitrary, it would be, you know, helpful to have the the board's support for whatever arbitrary number you come up with so that I can, you know, negotiate the best possible deal. Well, I mean, again, happy to support however you think you would help to get more information. I don't know if we go in, uh, you know, asking for a room block of 50, is our confidence level, you know, what, what, and what? Well, no, I'm asking, should we set, should we test the waters first, or do we want to put a number out first? I you want to play it. Well, it depends on how quickly we can come up with the number. You know, if it takes it takes a month of polling to come up with a number, that's probably not helpful. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, also a lot of people are probably not – there's probably like 50-50 are planning that far in advance. I don't know if a survey is really going to Okay. Help. Okay. Well, that, that's well, – I'm just we, asking. I mean, I'm not sure if there's any other way to get a quick, uh, you know um, – finger dip to see how, how whatever the temperature is. Can we yeah, put it I'm, in the annual appeal and put a note in there and maybe late. set up some sort of form on the website? Yeah. That'll be too late. 
in the Facebook group or something like that too is also a possibility. If if what I'm hearing is like, look, we have to just give them a number and we'll bat, you know, if it, the the problem is if we say, example, mm, we had about 120, a lot of them were out of towners, let's say, yeah, 50 is probably a decent number. Are you saying that the higher the number, the better our the better our overalls of having a lot of uh, not meeting that number's worse? What what's worse? Well, you know, if we go in asking asking for ten rooms, that's uh, you know they they won't do much for you. Fifty, you know, thirty five to fifty, you know, gives you gives you a good point for negotiating. Okay. So go high but not unreasonable. I don't think 50 to 60 would be unreasonable. Well, why don't we start with 50 and see how it goes? Is unreasonable, Anna? Yeah, I think 50 is fine. Okay. Um, what else then? Um, what what else are you looking to put? Uh, do you, if the rest of this is pure report, I don't I don't want to have you repeat it, but it. Is there anything that you need the full board's attention on regarding the event so far, other than starting to at least ask an interest? Yeah, I think we're I think I think we're to the point where we should start, uh, you know, talking about it and, and seeing if there's, you know, what level of uh, attention that it that it draws. Okay. We even I think we even know the prices based on you know basically. Uh, for $52 a head, uh, that is our break-even cost for the room and the food, mm. as it stands now. So we could charge $65 to $70 per ticket and and make a profit on it. And then if we also got some sponsorship for the event, the sponsorship then could go into a scholarship fund or go into the DCAA operation fund or, or, you know, wherever, um, you know, we could, uh, you know, we could come out of here a nice uh, for our future. Agreed. It's going to get burned no matter what for whatever we charge because people always get ticked off about that, but I'd be too concerned about it. Um, uh, I think that's, that's going to be a decent, um, a decent setup. Yeah, and the way the way it will work is we will have we will have their great room for the uh, educational uh, programs uh, until about four or four thirty, and then we'll break, and then they'll reconfigure the room for dinner, and it'll be in that uh, that same room, and dinner will be. Carving stations. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, go up and you, you know, you grab your food and you take it back to the table, which is why we can get the whole work at such a good price and still have some reasonable food. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, anything else to add, Anna, at this point? Yeah. So one other thing, um, I wanted to get the board's opinion about um, the registration page. If we I have to find out from WAA like what the fee would be, but if we did if we did a registration page with them, they would help like 
probably push on exposure through social media and through their newsletters to reach out mm-hmm. to other alumni. Um, so I, I don't know if anyone has strong opinions about that, but um, I'm waiting to find out what their their fee would be. Last time we last time we did this with them, their fee was five bucks. It was what? Five dollars a person. Five dollars. Okay. Which at that point we looked at each, we still did it with them, but we said to ourselves uh, at that time we said Jet Bright would have been a you know a pittance by comparison, um, and everything would have been tractable. I can not have to do anything. Um, that said, I'm not because of the point you're raising. I'm not against it. Uh, the WA and I have a mixed history, which is the fact that sometimes they can do really. It's just that uh, they seem to like love to charge you like ten times like Mark do it. Right. Right. So again, talk to Allison about it, and also just you know something sim- you know, simpler is out there that would do the job for you. Yeah. Okay. Unless it, a specific amount of promo, of promo. Right. Okay. Cool. Any other questions for Anna or Herman on this? Hearing none, we'll move on. Cole, where we sit. You did Cole drop off the call already? Come on, Cole. Oh, shoot, I'm on mute. Sorry. Okay. Um, we we have successfully transitioned to online accounting, so that is good. Uh, I have sent out the balance sheets and P&Ls for the past two years. Uh, that was in an email last month. If anyone needs it, I can resend it as a refresher. And I suppose on that note, rolling into our budget for 2016, um, you know what, I'll just take it upon myself to send that out again. I'd like everyone's thoughts offline for how we should allocate, but I think where we left off last meeting with regard to the budget is to some degree the uncertainty of what we'll be getting in the annual appeal as well as what we're going to budget from an education, educational grant and an operational grant standpoint for the students. Um, a lot of the last couple of years was funding. I think we allocated 7500 for the ad internships in 2014-2015. And then, of course, this past year, $5,000 for fiscal year 2015 toward the new website. So those aren't necessarily locked-in costs for this coming year. So I think we have a little bit of wiggle room with the rest of the funds. So I'll, I'll send another note and solicit all of your thoughts through email, and then we can hope to have a, a formalized budget for the in-person meeting of April. Yeah, and you, you may want to keep a couple thousand dollars handy for upfront costs for the, uh, the um, 125th banquet. Okay. That's a good point. Thank you. And the timeline on deposits and such, Herman and Anna, are we going to have to do that well in advance? Is that going to come up uh, whenever we book the block of rooms? When is that going to happen from a transactional standpoint? When we sign the contract, which should be in the next couple of weeks, uh, that'll be, I think, a $1,000 uh, deposit, which is the okay. cost room. Okay, gotcha. We'll make sure to keep that aside. We do have a fairly healthy amount of cash in reserves right now, and that number, just to give you all an update, 
we have unrestricted over $5,000 right now in cash that we can play with. So I'll make sure 1000 of which is allocated for the deposit and we can decide what to do with the rest of it. Um, we are also sending out, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, we're shooting for another 1800 pieces of mail for the annual appeal. So deduct, That's my, number by, yeah, deduct my number by about $600 for the, the bulk mailings themselves, and hopefully that cash will begin to roll in again not long after we send out the mailer. Okay. Hey, 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 a quick question. Sure. Uh, and and I'm sorry, but I have to just back up a step. So for the 125th contract, I assume that should be signed by an officer. So am I sending the contract to Tony or to you, Cole, for the signature? Either way. I'm I'm happy to do it, and I can furnish the check on request or reimburse as needed. So I'm I'm happy to do that. And Herman, you and I can connect offline for address and uh, more personal details with regard to such. Basically, Herman, if you loop me in, you're adding it. It would what? If you loop me in, you add extra time. Ah, gotcha. Well, Herman, let's just plan on. Yeah, let's plan on connecting offline in the all next right. few days, and we can square that all away. Okay. Um, the one thing I also asked for a reminder, because I'm sure we discussed this at the executive board, but I don't know if we came to a decision. When it comes to we have reinvestable at the uh, endowment, are we reinvesting or are we... Yeah, I don't... Did we... I don't think we reached a conclusion for the whole board here. We have, let's see, a spendable endowment income of just over $4,400, which we can choose what to do with as we see fit. I mean, basically put, for those of you who are unaware, and as far as I'm concerned, let's put a freaking fork in there. What it comes down to is anything that's endowed, they do not automatically reinvest. They let it fall into a separate category that you can decide if you want to put it back in the endowment, you know, pull it half and half, whatever. Um, you know, it's floating. And you've had that amount, that amount has just grown. I don't think we, I think since we even started the endowment, we've never done anything. So that's about maybe six or seven years worth right now. Um, so obviously reinvent, we reinvest it now. The estimated annual income will bump up probably about a mm, couple grand from, to about $2,800 to $2,000, which would be good. We have that much to, to use on top of whatever we raise in the annual fund every year. And we just haven't made a decision as to what to do with it. Uh, same thing with um, the scholarship. There's spendable income there. We haven't decided to reinvest that. Uh, although I leave that to Sharon, um, but uh, what are uh, oh, screw it? I would like to move that we just take. Uh, let's see, because of what's coming up to Herman's point, take about two thousand of that, bring it over to our end to have for the one twenty-five. Take the rest of it and reinvest it. That's my view. 
I'd second that motion. Does anybody have a problem with that? Can you say that exactly again, Tony? One more time, sorry. Basically, say we take 2,000 of that out, hold on to it in our reserve, in, in our operational account, <coughs> and reinvest the rest. Okay. I think we should say for the force mole, and I'll talk to Sherrod about this, but base whatever comes out of that spendable that's below, well, that's above 500, which is where scholarship gets reinvested automatically. That, that doesn't need to be thought about. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. There's a motion on the floor. Yep. Um, let's put it this way. Any objection to that uh, use of the reinvestment? Tony, uh, just for the sake of the minutes, the reinvestment is from what fund again? The DCA's endowment fund. That's currently sitting, the total value of that sitting at about 37000 We can reinvest that part, it'll bring up to almost forty. And the hope is we will build on that from there. I'll uh, second the motion. Cole's already seconded. I think we're good there. I think Herman. Herman seconded. My apologies. Any objections? Hearing none. For that done, and I'll I'll send the I'll send the note over to uh, Foundation tomorrow to get that taken care of. Cole. Okay, perfect. If you don't mind copying me, just so I can keep track of the records, would be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask, uh, I did send out a note asking people, or asking, how the hell did I talk to you about that? Um, about getting the letters together for the different eras for the, uh, oh, Greg, I sent to you, uh, for different letters for different eras. Did you have a job with people and see who would be interested? Uh, well, you know, uh, you did that, and uh, I should have, and I haven't gotten to it. Fair enough. Okay. You so, do I have a deadline on that? It's an AD thing, because the sooner we get people on working on it, the sooner we get letters written, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's, let's ask it this way. Um... Is there anyone's call who would be open to being a representative for a particular era, whether it's the 2000s, 2010s, 1970s, whatever? I'm happy to write a letter on behalf of fundraising. Um, this is April. I don't mind. Um, I guess it would be late 80s, early 90s, but I don't know if that's a... A group, but um, I had sort of an idea, but I just don't have the specifics to fill in that I could forward to you. No, that's fine. I mean, we have sample letters from previous versions. Yeah, I know. It's just it's kind of a a tricky group. They really care about, as you know, I don't want to waste everyone's time. It's a long meeting, but they really care about what the cardinal or what the DCA is doing for the current staff, and I mm -hmm. think they would also care about the reunion. So those are the kind of details 
that I think should be emphasized. And um, so I can sort of just send my thoughts. I yeah. Think, you know, it's a tricky group. Like I said, they won't be real thrilled about something that sounds too markety, marketing heavy. And um, as you know, there's been another tragedy in our era just in the past couple of weeks. So people are pretty raw emotionally and I wouldn't want to do anything that would potentially be seen as offensive. Understood. And I said, if it's advisable to do a, a slight separate split, I could see like a late, like a late 80 versus early 80s. That's not a big deal. We can work that out. Um, but I'll, I'll put I'll put a pin in it, saying that you'll help out with that then. Um, but otherwise, we'll, we'll try to get this lined up by early next, by mid next. Is that fair? Mr. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, April. I'm talking to Greg Grace. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Uh, so you want these uh, letters wrapped up by mid-April? No, no. I want the finding out who's writing them by next week, and then get the oh. get the letters themselves wrapped up within a week or two after, because then we're we're still getting we're starting to push further and further into the year. Not that it's bad, but you get, you get too close to tax time and get a little twitchy about that. Then either we need to go like two weeks after that, you know, a good bit before it. All right, that's what I'll shoot for. Fantastic. Okay, uh, moving to the scholarship stuff. I know that um, the we still have a promo problem scholarships. I know that. Um, uh, let's pin pin that one. I was going to ask Herman, have you ta- has have you decided how the will be told about the about your particular scholarship, or is that still up in the air? Uh, that's uh, that's going to come out in the next couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, you know that'll be posted. The there's still one signature pending on the uh, on the documents, so mm-hmm. it's it awful. Me, I submitted it. I signed, so we're good. Uh, okay, then we'll try to take care of that, um, and I'll follow up with the rest of them, Sharon. Uh, is there anything else that we have not covered that we need to cover? Hearing none, that's fantastic. Um, for the executive board, I'm assuming we're probably going to have to make sure we get the scholarship analyzed, and Probably, Anna will just look for uh, planning and make sure there's nothing that, that we will, you know, cause a problem with. Make sure we out, <coughs> and then you have the funding set up for the uh, for whatever you uh, for that. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I apologize for this going a little long. It was an hour, but an hour and a half is better than we normally do. Is there any other questions, queries, concerns? Uh, Tony, this is Mike Newley. Um, I know we're getting late, so um, we were going to to talk just briefly about just reviewing what everyone was going to do for the next meeting. Do you want to just send an email on that or 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 how do you want to do that? For for this one, I mean, for this one, uh, probably have it be an email that we 
right after this meeting, and then also at the end of the minutes. Okay. And I'll, I'll be around talking about it. Sounds good. Cool. Any other Arnie. questions? Yes. Yes, Herman? It said, be well. Oh, God, that's... I so wish this is cold five since November. It's been brutal. Um, so yeah, I'm listening, folks. Uh, if there's nothing else, we will call the meeting adjourned. Hearing nothing, we will uh, right. see you guys in a month, a little over a month. All right, everyone. Take care. Actually, wait, wait, hold on. I should really like right now. Right now, Night. it looks like the right now it looks like the in person will be the 23rd. If there's no objection to that. See you all later. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.